Hoover Vacuum Cleaner Wind Tunnel T-Series. Bagless, lightweight, and easy to use. Wind tunnel technology lifts and removes surface debris and deep down embedded dirt. 25-foot cord. Gently tap the pedal to activate the cord rewind and store neatly inside. Includes an extension wand to extend the reach of the 8-foot long hose. Crevice tool to clean cracks and crevices with precision. Air-powered hand tool to clean furniture and stairs and upholstery. Dusting brush for vents, furniture, surfaces, and other decor. Over 8,000 customers reviewed this product on Amazon and it got a 4 out of 5 star rating. And that's what this cleaning professional uses. To purchase this Hoover, go to jillsofalltradespodcast.com. Welcome to Jills of All Trades. I'm Cinnamon with YouTube channel Cleaning and Organizing with Cinnamon. And I am Julianne with Dirt Patch Heaven and we have a YouTube channel. <laughs> Welcome to our show. Um, we picked a very fun subject today. Uh, we are actually going to be talking about pets. Um, you know, from about... I'd say I only have two clients that don't have any pets. So going off of that kind of a statistic, um, I'd say the majority of us do have pets. So we there's a lot that we can relate to um, or we'll be able to relate to this podcast. So we're going to talk about past pets, age appropriate for having pets, uh, the responsibilities about pets, and uh, really important how to clean up after pets to help it not be so apparent that you have pets in your house and stuff like that. So right. um, here's ours, we'll our little fluff ball. Oh, <laughs> love it! <laughs> what kind of dog is that? Uh, she's a red toy poodle. Oh, we she's love adorable. <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> I'm actually. Uh, we'll go ahead and start off like usual. Um, if you want to go ahead and do your uh, Bible verse first. Um, so it's Proverbs 12.10 and it says, A righteous man regardeth the life of his beast, but the tender mercies of the wicked are cruel. And I think that that kind of talks about how a righteous man will take care of the people around him down to animals that are in his care, but that he makes sure that everyone and everything around him is taken care of well and treated kindly. Whereas the, the tender mercies of the wicked are cruel kind of meaning that, um, when you're an unrighteous person, even the people that you should care about the most are not taken care of. And so you can tell a righteous man by how careful he is about treating even the animals around him with kindness. And you can kind of tell, um, I think it's one of the signs that they look at when kids are young, how they treat animals. Because if you have kids that are torturing animals, it kind of says a lot about the kid and where their heart's at and stuff. So that's actually an early sign of uh, problems that people would have, you know, growing up is um, how they act in their childhood and stuff. So that definitely touches up on that. Um, I picked mine out of Psalms 119. It's verse 10 and 11. Um, and sometimes I do go off subject. It doesn't have to do with pets, but I really like this one. So um, it says, With my whole heart have I sought thee. Oh, let me not wander from thy commandments. Thy word have I hid in mine heart that I may not might not sin against thee. Turn off my volume, sorry. Um, <laughs> so... <laughs> Actually, I just got a text from you. When did you send that? <laughs> oh, sorry. 
Well, yes. Yes, I was trying to make sure. I thought Derek was out there on the on his lawnmower worrying about whether or not we got the invite because that was what he showed on my phone. So I'm like, yes, I got the invite. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Um, so the, the reason why I chose that verse um, is because I asked God for something and then uh, sometimes he will give it to them. And then like, for instance, if someone's like, Lord, please give me more patience, he'll give you opportunities for you to be able to trust him and to work on that patience. So yeah, because in verse 10, it says, Oh, let me not wander from thy commandments. And so he'll give you opportunities where you can trust him and you can, you know, have the opportunity to stick by what he commands of us. Um, so I like that. And then, you know, where it says, thy word have I hid mine heart, that I might not sin against thee. Um, there's the other verse that says, you know, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks, which means whatever you're feeling in your heart, you're going to say. So like when people are who they're joking about stuff, oh, I'm joking, I'm joking, I'm joking. Uh, it says in the Bible, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So there is some truth to it. So right. whatever you have in your heart is going to come out of your mouth. So in this first one, it says, your word have I hid in my heart. You know, that's what's going to come out of your mouth. That's how you're going to live. That's how you're going to talk and interact with people. So I really like those two verses. I, it's something that, um, really goal for me to live by. Um, so uh, since we're not talking about gardening, I did want to talk for a second about um, our YouTubes and what we're up to and stuff. Um, I, like literally about a week and a half ago, um, I just started my own YouTube channel. Um, Derek and I were doing ours together, which was Country Crafts, and we decided um, there's so many different cleaning stuff and organizing tips that you have all the time. Like I have people who call me <laughs> when they have a cleaning right. question or and my mom just called me today asking me something and I and he's like you know there's a community on YouTube for cleaning and organizing and I'm like oh so people like look that stuff up and, and he's like yeah if you didn't know All how to do time. it you look it up too yeah yeah <laughs> and I'm like I can think of a hundred different videos that I could do at the drop of a hat <laughs> you know that yeah. it's just basically the advice that I give clients that help organize and set up their closets, their whole house. I had a lady, um, every week we went from room to room to room and we set up every single room. So now she has a spot. And now that I move to cleaning, if she doesn't have stuff put away, hasn't had any time, I know where everything goes so I can put it right in their spot. So we went ahead and started that. Um, we have two videos up. The last one I just put up was actually talking about what you can do in September to uh, prepare for the holidays because, you know, I go through the list of what all holidays are during different holidays and you find out that Christmas has so many obligations you know, in September, which is like between times. So you guys can grab that video. Um, the channel is, uh, is cleaning and organizing with cinnamon. Um, and so we'll have a link for that too. Um, so that's what I've been working on. I'm actually doing a video tonight on how to just basic tips to start. If you get to that point where you're like, oh my gosh, my house is awful. I want to throw everything away. I just, I'm, I'm sick of it. Where do I start? So I'm going to talk about where to start and give little tips and stuff, which, you know, will be that go into great detail and stuff. 
But so last we checked with you, Julie, you were in Washington, right? So are you uh -huh. still in Washington now or? We are. We, we moved a step and a hop is all. It's been way more fun just to go really slow and to meet everybody. It's been a lot better for the girls because they can get out and run. And so it means that we like, we go 15 miles at a time right now between hosts. But we have had so much more fun going slow. The girls were really, really struggling with the long driving and then the long layovers in an RV park. And they've done, it's been so much more fun to have the humanity of meeting new friends. And um, we still have the privacy of being in the RV, but we get to see people's gardens. We've seen some amazing gardens. Oh my gosh, mind blowing gardens. And we've been able to sit down and eat with people. And so, but so not only has it saved us money, which I mean, that's significant, but the humanity of hugging people and shaking hands and having these conversations to get to know each other before we go to see them. It's been so wonderful just to be able to meet people. So that's what we're doing right now is we were really worried the last week about how we were going to keep the girls from losing their minds and how we were not going to be angry at them all the time because they were so bouncy and things have really come through to help us kind of tweak the way that we've been doing our trip. Yeah. Um, I, did you guys, were you able to videotape some of those gardens and stuff? All I, of them. We got all of them. I had to go buy a hard drive. I had to go buy a hard drive because between my computer and my SD cards, and they're 32 gigabyte SD cards, but they, I, my computer's getting loaded down and I'm like four weeks behind on all my editing because these, these videos are enormous. There's like plantation style gardens and, and farm type. And then you have some really little intensively grown ones and whew, it's been a lot of video. So a portable hard drive is a good thing. <laughs> well, that's awesome. It's really good to hear that you're enjoying your time. Um, especially yeah. Because that was a big, a, main, a big concern is how the girls would handle it and stuff. So to hear that, you know, yeah, you guys are taking a slower amount of time, but it's it's best for your family, you know, and yeah. you guys have the time to do it, but, you know, having somebody, you guys have worked so hard to get out of debt and to just own your house and then to have somebody, you know, who you're blessing them because they need the space yeah. um, help you out that way you're helping each other out and then you're able to take this like this is probably going to be like the best memory that they have, you know, when they went on this trip when they so. were younger and stuff. So I, I, so. I, I truly believe it. And it's great that you have all this video too. Yeah. It kind of makes me sad. Like for certain things when we were growing up, we didn't have a video camera, you know what I mean? And now you can capture like everything, yeah. which is great. You know, it's true. It's true. You, it, it's, it is fun to be able to chronicle it a little bit more. It, that, that part is very rewarding. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so we're going to talk about pets. And uh, like I said, the majority of us do have pets. Um, pets, I believe, were um, part of my bringing up that I had the best memories. Like I never really had bad memories about pets or anything like that. Um, 
So I'm going to start and tell just a couple of real quick stories. Um, I did talk about, um, you know, when I was very little and I found those bunnies when my friend and I were gardening, probably the first time I was pulling weeds and stuff. <laughs> and I had that, you know, that was basically my first pet and stuff. But we actually had a cat and her name was Callie. You know, she was a calico cat and stuff. And God bless this cat. She went through some torture. We would put her in baby doll clothes. And we had those uh, those laundry baskets that looked like a jail, basically. And so yeah. we would carry her down the stairs. So she's bobbing up and down. And did you know that cats can get nauseous? No, I didn't. Yeah. They get like if you put them in a chair, I never did this. <laughs> but if you put them in a chair and spin them around, they can get nauseous. Like, and so I can only imagine going down this big flight of stairs in baby doll clothes in a basket, and she's just like frantic looking around. And we would do that all the time. And I just, oh, I felt so bad for her. And we actually we would hold her, and we had arm movements. And we sang this song, so I'm going to sing the song, which I have no idea where we got it or if anybody else has ever heard it before, but we go, way down in the jungle where nobody goes, there's a wishy Yeah, I know that song. Close. She goes, ooh, ah. Yeah. Uh -huh. <laughs> so we would do that, and we'd move our arms with it and stuff, and the look on her face was like, why are you doing this to me? But we would just die laughing when we would do it. And the great thing about pets is, um, A, I think I can't talk. Um, <laughs> and right. she put up with it all the time, but I will say, um, kind of like a punishment to us was that as I grew up a little bit older, um, childhood all the way up until, uh, my freshman year in college. And, um, when she got a little bit older, I'd go to reach to pet her and she would just be, she would walk right out of reach and she would just stand there and just walk slowly like, haha, you can't touch me. <laughs> she would do that all the time. I'm like, you snob, you know, but right. I would call her to bed. I'd be at the top of the stairs and I'd go, Callie, you know, it was a certain call that I did and then she'd meow and then she'd run up the stairs and she would keep me company at night and stuff. She wouldn't let me hold her, but she would lay on the bed with me. So uh -huh. um, I loved her. <laughs> we uh, we never had an indoor dog, though. Um, I was more of a cat person. We had an outdoor dog, which was my my brother's dog. And uh, we named her Coupon because she was as small as a coupon. And uh, she was German Shepherd and Collie. So the end of her ears would go down. And he used to take her to the football field, and that's where he would actually brush her. Um, and he would start on the goal line, and he'd make this sound with his mouth that sounded like a race car. And he'd go, you know. And then as soon as he did that, they would race the whole length of the football field. And he said she would always beat him. And he knew that she'd gotten old when one day they went, and he sprinted and he's like oh I'm beating her and he looked and she was still standing at the goal line oh <laughs> yeah and she she knew the sound of his car when he was coming home and stuff she would start you know like if he was coming down the block the road or whatever she would start getting excited and everything and oh it was great but um wasn't a dog person I am now only interactions I really had with dogs when I was younger 
is that my friends would have dogs and they would always jump on me. And I didn't like that because right. I didn't know that I could say, you know, down or anything yeah. like that. And they did, they really didn't know yet to be like, oh no, get off of her or anything. They would just mm -hmm. kind of look and I'm like, oh, your dog's on me, you know? And so <laughs> I didn't like dogs, but I like them now. Um, you have, I mean, you had, you probably, you guys probably had a lot of animals and stuff, but as far as like your own personal pet, did you guys have a dog or a cat or anything? We didn't. Um, we had farm animals and uh, we, I mean, but we had to take care of them like they were pets. And we, I think, you know, we thought of them as our pets. Uh, we had some really special cats. I, 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 the, the endless patience of some cats, I don't know if it's because they were just raised to be that way, but my girls always have kittens that are so patient. The girls will haul them around and sling them over his shoulder. I had a, I had one special cat as an adult um, that would ride on my shoulders to go milk, and she would she knew not to get in the milk. She would just sit on my shoulders and stare at the milk while I was milking. And she always wanted to be at the tallest place on the property. And if you were the tallest place next to her, she was going to be on you. And so she would climb up you to, to put her front feet on your head. And um, But it's different with farm animals. It's kind of hard because you very rarely have a very long-lived outdoor cat, farm dog, farm cat, uh, just because of the dangers of farm life. And this mama... We had her for, I think, two years, and I'm pretty sure our neighbor caught her in a trap. And that was really sad, and we cried a lot. But with farm animals and on a farm, sometimes, unfortunately, you have to, to somewhat kind of guard your heart and not get as attached to them as you would like to because the odds of them living very long are pretty slim. And that, that is the hard part about having any kind of farm pets is there's just there's a lot more that can happen to them. Uh, out in the country on a farm so yeah um but being around you know having the girls being around all those animals and stuff like although they don't have like a specific rabbit that's theirs or whatever they take care of like all these rabbits and all these you know goats and a bunch of the you know different categories i guess you would say you know animal um are very good for responsibility um <laughs> Uh, I think that's funny because uh, Derek got our cat that we had together for three and a half years, the one that had like died suddenly for mm -hmm. uh, she had a sudden stroke, you know, a kitty stroke. Um, yeah. But she um, call her our baby because um, I now I would never go as far as comparing an animal to a human, you know, a baby or anything like that, but. It does have responsibilities that kind of teach you things. Like, for instance, um, you have a cat that gets on top of the table, down, you know, they cannot speak English, just as like a baby, you know, while they're learning right. English, they don't, they don't know, you know what I mean? So you kind of have to be patient. Um, I will say that I, there have been some days where I have not been patient and I'm just like, time I've told this cat to get off this table and the cat knows you know if I'm like down you know she'll just be up there you know but the second I get up then she gets down like right. she knows and I'm like why do I have to get up like in order for you to move and you need a squirt bottle the funny thing is 
No, I know. Here's the thing. We have like seven squirt bottles, but because we're not organized with our squirt bottles and they're not in a specific spot, we can never <laughs> find them. They're nowhere to be found. And I'm like, we have like, where? We can't even yeah. find one. Like, you know, and then by right. the time we find one, she's down. Right. Or he's down. Sorry. Um, but the responsibility parts, you know, you have to uh, feed them, change their, and if you guys have a pet, and I do see this a lot, I'm not calling anybody out. Um, I don't know if they know this, but you have to change their water daily because if you let it sit there, um, you're going to harbor a bunch of bacteria. Like there's just so many things that go into the water. And since it's not circulating, unless you have one of those things that does circulate the water, it's just sitting there and it's just, it's not good. I mean, would you want to drink a glass of water that had been sitting out all day, all night? It's just, and you think, well, yeah, they're an animal. They're lucky to be getting water and stuff, but yes, but you know what? God puts us in charge of them too, you know? And so we right. should, re we should treat his creations with respect um, right. because everything that he makes is to give him glory. That's the purpose of him. That's our purpose is to bring God glory. And we can do it by showing um, God that we respect his creations, that we can take care of them, and that we're not just treating them like, <laughs> like, and I say that because that's what everybody calls me. Oh, it's just an animal. But it's right. not, you know, up there as in a human who has a soul and everything like that. But at the same time, like, it just got you, you know, how you, how you treat animals and stuff like that. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, the responsibility is huge. You have to, you know, you have to feed them. Oh, uh, I don't know how this happens or if anybody else out there, if anybody else, then please comment <laughs> and let me know <laughs> that I'm not the only one. But for some reason... Uh, my one cat, Norton, the cat litter, and then he'll, you know, start covering up his stuff and he steps directly into his poop. And then he like starts walking around and I'm like, oh God, I smell poop. Like, and so I pick him up and I look and there's like cat litter and poop mixed in his claw. And I'm like, oh my gosh. And so I throw him in the bath. I don't throw him, but like I put him in the bath, give him a bath and get it all cleaned up. And I'm just like, you're that's supposed to be your natural thing that you know how to do like how are you stepping I just I don't know what to do I don't know if there's anything I can do I mean do I follow him all day long and <laughs> like it's very very frustrating so <laughs> there's feeding there's cleaning uh there's checkups yeah. there's all you know ton of stuff um but how old were the girls and stuff when they started kind of like I know they don't have individual pets, but like when they started with them and stuff. Um, well, they have to be tall enough to be able to see into the cages. Um, Paige used to help with the chickens when she was just 18 months old because she would help, uh, you know, change their food and water. Uh, when I was 18 months old, I had ducks and geese and rabbits that I took care of. So, you know, if they can walk... They can help with stuff as long as they're not expected to actually be responsible for it. But as far as like being responsible for a pet, I think that comes when you're about 12. You know, before the age of 12, I think always having a parent to check up on things is a really good thing. But I think by the time you're 12, it's something where 
you know, that mom and dad maybe don't have to check up on things anymore? I would say um, maybe before you have a pet, have a plant first and see, like, if you can remember to water it daily, like, do that kind yeah. of stuff. Um, yeah. And maybe have that be your sole responsibility maybe before you're 12 and see how you do it, you know, to kind of ease into having a pet and stuff. But, you know, it it teaches you responsibility of taking care of another living thing. And so I think, uh, I think for kids, it's a very big thing. I mean, and there's so many benefits of pets. Uh, I can be in an absolutely horrible mood and I'll go and, um, it's in their cat room. <laughs> They're down there playing yeah. and stuff. And I just, I sit there and they just curl up like, there's no, you know, attitude <laughs> Yeah. at that moment, you know, it's just like, they give you so much love and yeah, they're definitely, and this may sound silly, but you can talk to them and you know, your, your secret's safe with them. You know what I mean? They're a venting ear that won't egg you on <laughs> if, yeah. if you're feeling like venting, you know, um, yeah. which, you know, we've all been there before and stuff, but, um, just really, really awesome. Um, so did you have any other like childhood memories of pets or anything that you wanted to share? Um, I just had, we, you know, there's always animals that you love and, and it is that there's unlimited friendship there without judgment and without, um, any kind of coercion besides just to take care of them. So it is, uh, inva an invaluable part of life to have animals around that, that you can love and, and, and take care of. I think, I think it's a very valuable part of life to be around and have pets. Yeah. Um, part of the reason why some people don't want to have pets is just because, um, um, and the responsibility, I will say, um, cats are a lot easier. I mean, other than mine that likes to step in it stuff. Um, but cats are a lot easier because you don't have to let them out. Um, if you are out of town and you need somebody to watch after them, It's not, you know, let them out in the morning, let them let them out right before bed or anything like that. You know, you just have to have somebody come in and change the water and all that kind of stuff. Um, you have fish, which, you know, they actually have these little blocks of food where you can drop it in there and it'll feed them for 12 days. So right. if you go on a vacation, you don't even have to have somebody come in and feed your fish. So fish is a good one if you're thinking of, you know, and granted, not cuddle or... <laughs> Or anything like that. You can talk to them still. But, um, and on a side note, I, oh, I feel so bad. I don't know how long we've had this fish, but I think it was like three days ago. Um, and I had been busy for a couple of mornings, so I didn't feed it for like two days. And Derek's like, that's not what did it. And I'm like, I think it is though. Um, I woke up in the morning to give the fish food and it's just laying. And I'm like, no, like, Oh, I feel so bad. Like, uh, it's awful. And it's, I understand it's just a fish, but it was our fish. <laughs> and it was this tiny thing in this yeah. big aquarium. And yeah, anyways, <laughs> but, um, so a lot of people don't want to have pets because of the mess that they leave. But if you get into certain habits, 
with your pets and cleaning. Um, I guess the question becomes, you know, like how often should a house be cleaned that has pets in order for, you know, you to walk into the house and not automatically smell pets. Right. Um, as a cleaner, I do know that I have some houses that are weekly and some that are bi-weekly. And the houses that are bi-weekly, you can definitely tell if you have very hairy pets and stuff. Um, so I would um, wholeheartedly suggest vacuuming and doing the floors at least once a week. Now, if you think about it, you know, if you have girls or children, like daughters or anything like that, you're going to have to vacuum and stuff at least once a week anyways. Because if you think about, I relate to this, if you're a woman that's listening to this or if you're a male who has sisters or any kind of woman in their life, we shed. Okay. And we only have a little, like our head is the only part that ha is covered with, you know, the long hair and stuff. And you find it everywhere. Like we'll be at church and I look over at Derek and he has like one of my hairs just like sticking out of his shirt. And I'm like, oh, whoops. Uh -huh. <laughs> and like, I'll take that. Or every time we open the, the uh, there's always like hair hanging down <laughs> from like the door. And I'm like, how does that get up there? Like, so right? if you think about, you know, <laughs> it's so weird the places it gets. But if you think about, you know, the ratio of long hair on a woman to, you know, with her body to a cat that is completely covered in hair and it comes out so much easier. All you have to do is pet it, you know, and yep. granted, you know, all you have to do is brush our hair, but whatever. Um, yeah, at least once a week. And I know this sounds, um, really like inconvenient, but it's kind of, it goes along the lines of if you keep up with your house, it's so much quicker than doing a deep clean every time because you're waiting you know, a good amount of time in between. If you have a shutter yeah, and you vacuum your house twice a week, you're not going to have to do it. You're not going to have to worry about that. You're not going to have to worry about somebody sitting on your couch and then getting covered in cat hair and stuff like that. Right. Um, so I actually, I don't know who all has heard of it before. Um, it's called Norwex. And I was telling Julie a little bit about it before. Um, what it is, it's this microfiber cloth, and uh, it has silver embedded in it. So all you do is use hot water. It activates the silver ions. They go to work, and it has self-cleansing cleansing properties in it, and it kills 99.9% .9 of germs if you take if you wash them, like, according to the directions and stuff like that. Um, so they have this whole line of different cleaning products. And I actually became a consultant because I wanted all of my clients to switch to it. And it's kind of like Mary Kay where you have to order through a consultant. You can't just go online and buy it. Just get it at the store. You have to go through somebody to get it. So I became a consultant so that I didn't have to wait for a party or a representative to order through it. Um, and I did it not because I'm endorsed in any way, you know, shape or form, but I just looked at like last week I worked 51 hours and I use Norwex. So I use Norwex <laughs> for like anywhere between 45 and 55 hours a week. It's amazing stuff. They have this brush. If you have a pet, I would highly suggest it. Um, what it is, is, you know, and you're going to have so many different brushes that you go through, you know, this one's better than that or whatever. This brush has on it. And so I actually have 
uh, clients who have a leather couch and like right where the seam is mm -hmm. in between the different cushions and stuff, you get like they have uh, golden retrievers and golden retrievers. If you ever look at the hair under a microscope uh, or microscope, it has like little hooks on it. And so it will stick to stuff. It grabs onto stuff. Um, so I've tried uh, using a vacuum attachment and all this other stuff on um, the couches and stuff. And it gets out for the most part. But if you use this brush, you can actually go along with the seams and it will get that hair out. Um, it's good for steps. You can do it on your pet, which will get the hair off. And then if you have any bedding that, because um, they, they pick their favorite spots. They, you know, where you could basically grab all the hair and make an entirely new pet right? <laughs> from it. <laughs> But it works on that too. So I would definitely highly suggest the brush if you have a pet. So I use it, um, you know, definitely use it over anything else. Um, so cleaning, um, I was going to say, you know, definitely vacuum twice a week would be a huge suggestion. I'm actually, I'm probably going to do a video on the Norwex stuff. So we'll keep that well, a little bit separate. And the more you like are active with your animals for us, because we live in a farm, we have so many animals. We vacuum daily. We do not ever, ever, ever skip a day that we don't vacuum. And we don't use like a suction vacuum. We use the one with the rotary. And that's the only part we use on the carpets because the more active your animal is, they're not just bringing in their own hair that they're shedding. If they're out playing in the dirt, if they're out walking around through the tall grass, they bring in seed heads, they bring in cockleburs. And so, and if you have children, I know children are not animals, but if you have children that play out in the dirt a lot and they come in, so we, we live at the end of a dirt road. So it also depends on what kind of, you know, do you live on asphalt? Do you live on dirt? But for our family, our, our lived in areas, like our basement and stuff where we don't go a lot, we, we wouldn't vacuum that often. But in our lived in spots, in our traffic areas, um, in order to feel like we're not just nasty all the time, we vacuum once a day at least. It, sometimes if we've had a really high traffic day, we'll vacuum twice a day. And you know what? And if you have um, more than one person in your family, you can have somebody do like the bare floors while somebody's working on the other. You know, um, if you have teamwork and you're doing it consistently, it's not going to have time to build up where it's going to be very, yeah. very inconvenient. Um, I remember now the reason why I was talking about the Norwex, Norwex cloths is because sometimes when my cats would have like a hairball, um, I was using this stuff. It was called LA Awesome. And it is like the most potent stuff you will ever, I don't even know what's in it, like probably the worst chemicals on earth. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to use those because it'll totally clean it up and everything. And then I was watching and I would spray it and I'd clean it up. And if I kept an eye on over there, my cat would go directly up to it and start smelling it. And I'm just like, oh, feeling that awful chemical. Um, so actually I have a Norwex rag that I use that is just for that. And since it picks up like a normal microfiber cloth, in order to be fiber cloth, the fibers have to be 1 16th the size of a human hair, which is the same as silk, you know. Th these cloths, the fibers on them are 1 200th the size of a human hair. So they have so much is in there where it picks stuff up. 
um, and then it kills all the germs and everything like that. So instead of spraying all these harmful chemicals, I'm using a rag that I use hot water on, wring it out, and then I just wipe off, you know, their accident and stuff, and it picks everything up. And anything that you rinse it, anything that's left in the cloth, it has the self-cleansing properties in it where it will kill everything that is left in the cloth in 24 hours. Very, very convenient, especially my cat. I don't know if, like, I think it's Caleb. I think he licks himself and he licks Norton, too. He's, like, the groomer <laughs> of the two. <laughs> It's ridiculous. He's always trying to like give him a bath, and sometimes Norton gets so mad and he'll start biting him. And then, and then he'll like do. <laughs> but they're definitely highly entertaining. That's for sure. Um, so, I think that's all I had for as far as pets. I just thought it'd be a fun little thing to kind of talk about, you know, different animals that yeah. we had and stuff. Did you ever have any, like, animals on your farm, though, that would do, like, stuff daily, like a certain greeting or something like that, or have any, uh, my chickens right now, and I know that they've learned that when I come, I always have a treat for them, and so they'll see me, and they all start, like, making all these noises, and I'll walk out there, and they come running, like, they sprint to where I'm at because they think I have food, which I understand why they're doing it, but I still, it makes me laugh every single time because it's, I don't know, it's very, very yeah. entertaining. <laughs> yes, uh, all of our all of our animals do that. They all do it in very different ways. The quail will come out and kind of peep out and get under my feet and sit and wait and sit and stare at me and wait for me to feed them. Um, but they're very timid, so they just come out just a little bit at a time and just kind of eventually, if it takes me too long, they'll come out and sit there and stare at me. But um, they're very cute. The ducks will follow right behind me if they think I've been taking too long. Uh, the goats will come up and out. I mean, you know, they, they all know who, from whence their food comes, so they all have their own little little greetings and idiosyncrasies when it comes to mealtime. That's awesome. Um, so as a, oh, I don't think I even said anything in the beginning. Um, check out all of our stuff. What I'm going to do is I'm going to go ahead and have that Norwex um, link if anybody's interested on it. I'm going to have it on our Facebook page. So it's www.facebook.com slash podcast um, if you want to find us. And while you're stopping at our page, make sure that you like it, subscribe it, share it. Um, and then thank you very much, everybody, for listening. Um, mine, again, my channel, again, is Cleaning and Organizing with Cinnamon. Julie's is Dirt Patch Heaven with one H in the spelling. Um, and, okay, this is a bad joke. Like, it's not funny, but it's the only thing I kind of thought of, like, as a, you know, exiting thing. And it says, you know, if you lock your wife and you lock your dog in a trunk for two hours, who do you think is going to still be happy to see you? <laughs> Very true. Very true. Yeah. <laughs> All right, everybody have a wonderful week. Thank you very, very, very much for listening. And if you guys have any questions or comments, uh, please feel free to write something in either our Instagram or Facebook or any of our social media. So thank you, everybody. Take care. <laughs>